Chapter twenty eight of He Fell in Love with His Wife. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellen Preffel. He Fell in Love with His Wife by Edward P. Rowe. Another Waif. It was indeed poor, forlorn little Jane that had appeared like a spectre in the kitchen door. She was as wet and bedraggled as a chicken caught in a shower. A little felt hat hung limp over her ears, her pigtail braid had lost its string and was unravelling at the end, and her torn, sodden shoes were ready to drop from her feet. She looked both curiously and apprehensively at Alida, with her little blinking eyes, and then asked in a sort of breathless voice, "'Where's him?' "'Mr. Holcroft?' Jane nodded. "'He's gone out to the fields. You are Jane, aren't you?' Another nod. "'Oh, dear!' groaned Alida mentally. "'I wish she hadn't come.' Then, with a flush of shame, the thought crossed her mind. She, perhaps, is as friendless and homeless as I was, and him is also her only hope. Come in, Jane, she said kindly, and tell me everything. Be you his new girl? I'm his wife, said Alida, smiling. Jane stopped, her mouth open, and her eyes twinkled with dismay. Then he is married after all, she gasped. Yes, why not? Mother said he'd never get anyone to take him. Well, you see, she was mistaken. She's wrong about everything. Well, it's no use, then. And the child turned and sat down on the doorstep. Alida was perplexed. From the way Jane wiped her eyes with her wet sleeve, she was evidently crying. Coming to her, Alida said, What is no use, Jane? Why are you crying? I thought he might perhaps let me stay and work for him. Alida was still more perplexed. What could be said by way of comfort, feeling sure, as she did, that Holcroft would be bitterly hostile to the idea of keeping the child? The best she could do was to draw the little waif out and obtain some explanation of her unexpected appearance. But first she asked, Have you had any breakfast? Jane shook her head. Oh, then you must have some right away. Don't want any. I want to die. I oughtn't have been born. Tell me your troubles, Jane. Perhaps I can help you. No. You'd be like the rest. They all hate me and make me feel I'm in the way. He's the only one that didn't make me feel like a stray cat. And now he's gone and got married. And the child sobbed aloud. Her grief was pitiful to see, for it was overwhelming. Alida stooped down and gently lifting the child up, brought her in. Then she took off the wet hat and wiped the tear-stained face with her handkerchief. Wait a minute, Jane, till I bring you something. And she ran to the dairy for a glass of milk. You must drink it, she said, kindly but firmly. The child gulped it down, and with it much of her grief, for this was unprecedented treatment and was winning her attention. Say, she faltered, will you ask him to let me stay? Yes, I'll ask him, but I can't promise that he will. You won't ask him for my face and then tell him not to behind my back? And there was a sly, keen look in her eyes which tears could not conceal. No said Alida gravely. That's not my way. How did you get here, Jane? Run away. From where? Poor house. Alida drew a quick breath and was silent a few moments. Is, is your mother there? she asked at length. Yes. They wouldn't let us visit round any longer. Didn't your mother or anyone know you were coming? Jane shook her head. Alida felt that it would be useless to burden the unhappy child with misgivings as to the result, and her heart softened toward her as one who, in her limited way, 
had known the bitterness and dread which in that same almshouse had overwhelmed her own spirit she could only say gently well wait till mr holcroft comes and then we'll see what he says she herself was both curious and anxious as to his course it will be a heavy cross she thought but i should little deserve god's goodness to me if i did not befriend this child every moment added weight to this unexpected burden of duty apart from all consideration of jane's peculiarities the isolation with holcroft had been a delight in itself their mutual enjoyment of each other's society had been growing from day to day and she more truly than he had shrunk from the presence of another as an unwelcome intrusion conscious of her secret jane's prying eyes were already beginning to irritate her nerves never had she seen a human face that so completely embodied her idea of inquisitiveness as the uncanny visage of this child she saw that she would be watched with a tireless vigilance her recoil however was not so much a matter of conscious reasoning and perception as it was an instinctive feeling of repulsion caused by the unfortunate child it was the same old story jane always put the women of a household on pins and needles just as her mother exasperated the men alida had to struggle hard during a comparatively silent hour to fight down the hope that holcroft would not listen to jane's and her own request as she stepped quickly and lightly about in her preparations for dinner the girl watched her intently at last she gave voice to her thoughts and said if mother'd only worked round smart as you perhaps she'd hooked him stigger you alida's only reply was a slight frown for the remark suggested disagreeable images and fancies oh how can i endure it she sighed she determined to let jane plead her own case at first thinking that perhaps this would be the safest way if necessary she would use her influence against the hostile decision let it cost in discomfort what it may at a few moments before twelve the farmer came briskly toward the house and was evidently in the best of spirits when he entered and saw jane his countenance indicated so much dismay that alida could scarcely repress a smile the child rose and stood before him like a culprit awaiting sentence she winked hard to keep the tears back for there was no welcome in his manner she could not know how intensely distasteful was her presence at this time nor had holcroft himself imagined how unwelcome a third person in his house could be until he saw the intruder before him he had only felt that he was wonderfully contented and happy in his home and that jane would be a constant source of annoyance and restraint moreover it might lead to visitation from mrs mumpson and that was the summing up of earthly ills but the child's appearance and manner were so forlorn and deprecating that words of irritation died upon his lips he gravely shook hands with her and then drew out the story which alida had learned why jane he exclaimed frowning mr waterloo will be scouring the country for you i shall have to take you back right after dinner i kinder hoped she sobbed that you'd let me stay i'd stay in the barn if i couldn't be in the house i'd just as soon work outdoors too i don't think you'd be allowed to stay said the farmer with a sinking heart and then perhaps your mother would be coming here i can't stand mother no more than you can said the girl through her set teeth i oughter been born for there's no place for me in the world holcroft looked at his wife his face expressive of the utmost annoyance worry and irresolution her glance was sympathetic but she said nothing feeling that if he could make the sacrifice from his own will he should have the chance you can't begin to know how much trouble this may lead to jane he resumed you remember how your mother threatened to take up the law upon me and it wouldn't be possible for you to stay here without her consent 
she offered consent i'll make her consent cried the child speaking as if driven to desperation what's she ever done for me but teach me mean ways keep me or kill me for i must be in some place where i've a right to be away from mother i've found that there's no sense in her talk and it drives me crazy although jane's words and utterance were strangely uncouth they contained a despairing echo which the farmer could not resist turning his troubled face to his wife he began if this is possible alida it will be a great deal harder on you than it will on me i don't feel that i would be doing right by you unless you gave your consent with full knowledge of then please let her stay if it's possible she seems to need a friend and home as much as another that you heard about there's no chance of such a blessed reward in this case he replied with a grim laugh then perplexed indeed he continued to jane i'm just as sorry for you as i can be but there's no use of getting my wife and self in trouble which in the end will do you no good you are too young to understand all that your staying may lead to it won't lead to mother's coming here and that's the worst that could happen since she can't do anything for me she's got to let me do it for myself alida please come with me in the parlor a moment you stay here jane when they were alone he resumed somehow i feel strangely unwilling to have that child live with us we were enjoying our quiet life so much then you don't realize how uncomfortable she will make you alida yes i do i don't think you can yet your sympathies are touched now but she'll watch you and irritate you in a hundred ways don't her very presence make you uncomfortable yes well then she can't stay he began decidedly this is your home and no one shall make you uncomfortable but i should be a great deal more uncomfortable if she didn't stay alida interrupted i should feel that i didn't deserve my home not long ago my heart was breaking because i was friendless and in trouble what could i think of myself if i did not entreat you in behalf of this poor child thunder ejaculated holcroft i guess i was rather friendless and troubled myself and i didn't know the world had in it such a good friend as you've become alida well well you've put it in such a light that i'd be almost tempted to take the mother also no she replied laughing we'll draw the line at the mother well i'll take jane to town this afternoon and if her mother will sign an agreement to leave us all in peace we'll give up our old cosy comfort of being alone i suppose it must be a good deed since it's so mighty hard to do it he concluded with a wry face leading the way to the kitchen again she smiled as if his words were already rewarding her self-denial well jane he resumed mrs holcroft has spoken in your behalf and if we can arrange matters so that you can stay you will have her to thank chiefly i'll take you back to the poorhouse after dinner so it may be known what's become of you then if your mother will sign an agreement to make no trouble and not come here we'll give you a home until we can find a better place for you there was no outburst of gratitude the repressed dwarfed nature of the child was incapable of this yet there was an unwanted little thrill of hope in her heart possibly it was like the beginning of life in a seed under the first spring rays of the sun she merely nodded to holcroft as if the matter had been settled as far as it could be and ignored alida why don't you thank mrs holcroft he asked then jane turned and nodded at alida her vocabulary of thanks was undeveloped she's glad said alida you'll see now that it's settled we hope you're hungry jane aren't you yes i be can i help you put things on the table yes holcroft looked at the two for a moment and then shook his head as he went up to his room i thought my wife was nice and pleasant looking before he thought but she's like a picture beside that child well she has behaved handsomely tom waterley didn't tell half the truth when he said she's not of a common run she is a christian indeed, not talk 
what's that in scripture about i was hungry well well she makes religion kind of natural and plain like whether it's easy or not thunder what a joke it is to see her so grateful because i've given her a chance to help me out of the worst scrape a man could be in as if she hadn't changed everything for the better here i am sure of my home and getting ahead in the world again and it's all her doing in admiration of his wife holcroft quite forgot that there had been any self-sacrifice on his part and he concluded that he could endure jane and almost anything else as long as alida continued to look after his comfort and interests now that the worst stress of jane's anxiety was over she proved that she was half starved indeed she had few misgivings now for her confidence that holcroft would accomplish what he attempted was almost unbounded it was a rather silent meal at first for the farmer and his wife had much to think about and jane much to do in making up for many limited meals at last holcroft smiled so broadly that alida said something seems to please you yes more than one thing it might be a great deal worse and was not long ago i was thinking of old times how pleasant they must have been to make you look so happy they had their uses and made me think of a picture i saw in a store window in town it was a picture of a woman and she took my fancy amazingly but the point uppermost in my mind was a trick of the fellow who painted her he had made the background as dark as night so she stood out as if alive and she looked so sweet and good that i felt like shaking hands with her i now see why the painter made the background so dark alida smiled mischievously as she replied that was his art he knew that almost anyone would appear well against such a background but holcroft was much too direct to be diverted from his thought or its expression the man knew the mighty nice-looking woman he had painted would look well he said and i know of another woman who appears better against a darker background that's enough to make a man smile who's been through what i have she could not help a flush of pleasure or disguise the happy light in her eyes but she looked significantly at jane who mystified and curious was glancing from one to the other confound it thought the farmer that'll be the way of it now here's a little picture that's nearly all ears well we're in for it and must do our duty going to town that day involved no slight inconvenience but holcroft dropped everything and rapidly made his preparations when alida was left alone with jane the latter began clearing the table with alacrity and after a few furtive glances at mrs holcroft yielded to the feeling that she should make some acknowledgment of the intercession in her behalf say she began i thought you wasn't goin to stand up for me after all women folk are liars mostly you're mistaken jane if you wish to stay with us you must tell the truth and drop all sly ways that's what he said when i first come i say it too you see a good deal jane try to see what will please people instead of what you can find out about them it's a much better plan now as a friend i tell you one thing you had better not do you shouldn't watch and listen to mr holcroft unless he speaks to you he doesn't like to be watched no one does it isn't nice and if you come to us i think you will try to do what is nice am i not right i don't know how said jane it will be part of my business to teach you you ought to understand all about your coming mr holcroft doesn't take you because he needs your work but because he's sorry for you and wishes to give you a chance to do better and learn something you must make up your mind to lessons and learning to talk and act nicely as well as to do such work as is given you are you willing to do what i say and mind me pleasantly and promptly jane looked askance at the speaker and was vaguely suspicious of some trick in her previous sojourn at the farmhouse she had concluded that it was her best policy to keep in holcroft's good graces even though she had to defy her mother and mrs wiggins 
and she was now by no means ready to commit herself to this new domestic power she had received the impression that the authority and continued residence of females in this household was involved in much uncertainty and although alida was in favor now and the farmer's wife she didn't know what vicissitudes as her mother would denominate them might occur holcroft was the only fixed and certain quantity in her troubled thoughts and after a little hesitation she replied i'll do what he says i'm going to mind him suppose he tells you to mind me then i will that'd be mindin' him i'm going to stick to him for i made out by it better before than by mindin' mother and mrs wiggins alida now understood the child and laughed aloud you're right she said i won't ask you to do anything contrary to his wishes now tell me jane what other clothes have you besides those you are wearing it did not take the girl long to inventory her scanty wardrobe and then alida rapidly made out a list of what was needed immediately wait here she said and putting on a pretty straw hat one of her recent purchases she started for the barn holcroft had his wagon and team almost ready when alida joined him and led the way to the floor between the sweet-smelling haymows one thing leads to another she began looking at him a little deprecatingly you must have noticed the condition of jane's clothes she does look like a little scarecrow now i come to think of it he admitted yes she's not much better off than i was alida returned with downcast eyes and rising color her flushing face was so pretty under the straw hat and the dark mow as a background brought out her figure so finely that he thought of the picture again and laughed aloud for pleasure she looked up in questioning surprise thus adding a new grace i wish that artist fellow was here now he exclaimed he could make another picture that would suit me better than the one i saw in town what nonsense she cried quickly averting her face from his admiring scrutiny come i'm here to talk business and you've no time to waste i've made out a list of what the child actually must have to be respectable you're right alida said the farmer becoming grave at once over a question of dollars and cents as you say one thing leads to another and if we take the girl we must clothe her decently but then i guess she'll earn enough to pay her way it isn't that i worry about so much he broke out discontentedly but the interference with our quiet cosy life things are going so smoothly and pleasantly that i hate a change of any kind we mustn't be selfish you know she replied you are doing a kind generous act and i respect you all the more for it that settles everything you'll like me a little better for it too won't you he asked hesitatingly she laughed outright at this question and answered it won't do to take too much self-sacrifice out of your act there's something which does us all good she ought to have a spelling and writing book also holcroft was assuredly falling under the sway of the little blind god for he began at once to misunderstand alida you are very fond of self-sacrifice he said rather stiffly yes i'll get everything on your list and he took it from her hand now i must be off he added for i wish to get back before night and it's so warm i can't drive fast sorry i have to go for i can't say i dote on self-sacrifice alida but partially understood his sudden change of mood nor was the farmer much better enlightened himself in regard to his irritation he had received an unexpected impression and it seemed to fit with other things and explain them she returned slowly and dejectedly to the house leaving unsaid the words she meant to speak about jane's relations to her now she wished that she had imitated jane and merely nodded to the farmer's questions if he knew how far i am beyond the point of liking i don't know what he'd do or say she thought and i suppose that's the reason i couldn't answer him frankly in a way that would have satisfied him it's a pity i couldn't begin to just like a little at first as he does 
and have everything grow as gradually and quietly as one of his cornstalks. That's the way I meant it should be, but when he stood up for me and defended me from those men, my heart just melted, and in spite of myself I felt I could die for him. It can't be such an awful thing for a woman to fall in love with her husband, and yet, yet I'd rather put my hand in the fire than let him know how I feel. Oh, dear, I wish Jane hadn't been born, as she says. Trouble is beginning already, and it was all so nice before she came. In a few moments, Holcroft drove up. Alida stood in the door and looked timidly at him. He thought she appeared a little pale and troubled, but his bad mood prevailed, and he only asked briefly, Can't I get something for you? She shook her head. Well, good-bye, then. And he drove away with Jane, who was confirmed in her line of policy. She's afraid of him, too, thought the child. Mind her? Guess not till he says so. She watched the farmer furtively and concluded that she had never known him to look more grim or be more silent, even under her mother's blandishments. He's married this woman, I suppose, to keep house for him, but he don't like her follerin' him up or bein' forward any more than he did my mother. Shouldn't wonder if he didn't keep her, either. She don't suit better. She needn't to put on such airs with me. I'm going to stick to him. End of chapter 28